The Tennis Gambling Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is brought to you by PrizePix. Go to prizepix.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportscampodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all of the details. And welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Game Podcast Network. It is currently early Saturday morning, November 4th, and I'm your host, as always, Scott Rochelle, once again, going solo for this pod. Should be a fun but short episode, only two matches to talk about. We have the semifinals in the Paris Masters, so we're going to preview the Dimitrov and Tsitsipas match, as well as the Rublev and Djokovic match. But before we get into any of that, do want to recap what happened in the last episode and what happened in the quarterfinals in general. Starting off with the lock and dog for the show, we had a great episode and then a Sweeping for the lock, we had Rune plus four and a half games at minus 120 against Djokovic. Very fun match, very competitive, and Djokovic eventually won in three, but Rune ended up covering the spread. And as for the dog, we took an alt total in the Dimitrov and her catch match. We had the over 25 and a half games at plus 105. That got there as the match went three sets before Dimitrov eventually won. But either way, nice sweep for us. Kind of needed it. We had a pretty rough start to the tournament. Then we got back on track. So definitely nice to see. And hopefully that carries over into the semis and the rest of the actual tournament. But nice to always get a sweep. And we're going to try to get another one here in this episode. But anyway, time to actually get into my overall takeaways for the quarterfinals. Starting off with the first match with Dimitrov against Hercatch. Match went the way that I thought it would. I thought Dimitrov would win probably in three. Dimitrov has been a very good form lately. So I will give him credit. Now, the issue has been finishing off these tournaments, but he has been good at getting uh, into some deep runs recently. Hercatch is a fine player, but the issue that he has is rally impatience, and we saw Dimitrov kind of wear down Hercatch in these long rallies over the course of these three sets. Didn't help that Hercatch kind of no-showed the entire first set as he lost 6-1 before bouncing back to win the second set. But the point is, Dimitrov, we thought was in better form, and we did think he would eventually find a way through against Hercatch. So, nice win there by Dimitrov. For the second match, you had Sissipas against Kashanov. We thought Kashanov would maybe put up a better fight, but we did think Sissipas would win based on how much he's dominated the head-to-head, and he won comfortably as he won 6-3, 6-4. For the Djokovic-Rune match, match went the way that I thought it would. We had the uh, Rune, we had Rune plus the games. I said Rune was potentially alive to win it, but I did say that I thought Djokovic would eventually find a way to win in maybe three sets. Very fun match, very competitive, but Djokovic got a break early in the third set and ended up holding on to win 6-4 in the final. And as for the last match, you had Dimonauer taking on Rublev, and we did end up leaning to Rublev, but we thought it would be a close match because Dimonauer had given Rublev problems in the past, and you saw it in the first set as Dimonauer won the first set 6-4. Then he lost the second set 3-6, and he fell apart from there as Rublev was on the verge of a bagel, potentially, in the third set, but had to settle for a breadstick as he won 6-1 in the final set. But for the most part, nothing really shocked us because the favorite won in all four matches, and three of the four did go to a deciding set, which is definitely nice to see after we saw a decent amount of straightforward matches over the last couple days. But overall, the picks in the podcast were solid, and hopefully we keep it rolling once again here on Saturday. But without further ado, I said it was going to be a short episode, so we are going to get into the actual previews for the matches now. Starting off with the first semifinal, you have a matchup between Dimitrov and Sitipas taking place at around 9 a.m. 
Eastern Time. And for this matchup, you have Tsitsipas at around minus 145 on the money line. You have Dimitrov at plus 125 the other way. As for the spread, Tsitsipas minus one and a half games is minus 115. Dimitrov plus one and a half games is minus 105. Over-under in games is 23 and a half, minus 110 on both sides. If you want some alta lines, 22 and a half. The over is minus 160. Under is plus 130. Match to go three sets is plus 120. If you want Tsitsipas to win in straight sets, you can get that at around plus 170. Dimitrov to win in straight sets is plus 275. So to start off with the head-to-head, Tsitsipas has owned Dimitrov in their careers. They split the first two matches in 2020, and since then, it has been all Tsitsipas. He has won each of the last five head-to-head meetings, including one matchup earlier this year, way early this year, in the United Cup, as Tsitsipas did win in three sets with a final set tiebreak. In fact, the last two head-to-head matches ended up going to a final set tiebreak. So Tsitsipas has gotten the better of Dimitrov. We've seen Dimitrov really get into form in the last month or two. So we'll see if anything gives in this match. First glance, I like Sitsipas on the money line. I like the over. I definitely think that you're going to see a competitive match. But the fact that Sitsipas has won this many in a row, five straight, tells me that the potential topspin generated by uh, Sitsipas's backhand can give Dimitrov some problems. And we know Dimitrov is not afraid of slicing a lot, but I do think that Dimitrov tends to get a bit passive on some big points. And I do think that Sitsipas has definitely gained some quality form after struggling for basically the entire year. But to go through the recent matches in this event for both players, you saw Dimitrov drop a set in three of the four matches here, as he ended up beating Musetti in three, beat Medvedev in three, beat Bublik in straight sets, and beat Hercatch in three. As for Tsitsipas, he's been coasting. In fact, he's not dropped a set in the entire event, beat Felix in straight sets, beat Zverev in straight sets, and beat Kashanov in straight sets. So Tsitsipas has faced off against some good competition, and Felix, I know, was not in great form, at least for most of the year, was coming off of a title, so that win over Felix actually does kind of mean something, but beat Zverev and beat Kishanov not without dropping a set, that is very impressive. While I do think Dimitrov, once again, should be pleased with himself for beating Medvedev and for avenging that loss he had in Vienna, but I think we would agree that her, that, uh, her catch as a win is solid. Her catch was kind of battling a physical ailment earlier in the tournament, but I do think if I had to compare the results so far and to tell you who's looked more impressive, it would probably be Tsitsipas because he has not dropped a set. And I do think, once again, this makes the match interesting because Dimitrov has been a three-set magnet while Tsitsipas has been a straight-set magnet. So something's got to give in this match. But I do think there is some value on Tsitsipas at minus 145 since he has looked like the sharper player, in my opinion, in this event. And Dimitrov playing three separate three-set matches does make me wonder about some fatigue concerns, while Tsitsipas was able to coast yesterday, as Gashanov really had nothing unique to offer him in route to a straightforward win. So for me, I'm going to link to Tsitsipas, and I am going to go with the over in this game as well, in this match as well. Moving on to the next match, you have Rublev taking on Djokovic. Djokovic is a minus 255 favorite, and Rublev is around plus 215. As for the game spread, Djokovic is between 2.5 and 3.5. And you can find 2.5 at minus 140 of in favor of Djokovic, and you can find Rublev plus 2.5 at plus 110. You can find Djokovic minus 3.5 at plus 110, and Rublev plus 3.5 at minus 130. Over-under for the games is 22.5. Over is minus 125. Under is plus 105. And if you do want to go for the match to go into a third set, you can get that at plus 125. Djokovic in straight sets is plus 120. And you have Rublev to win in straight sets is plus 425. Rublev to win a set, by the way, is minus 150. So in the head-to-head, 
Djokovic has owned Rublev. Not exactly a shock, but it's been pretty ugly recently. So looking at the actual matchups that faced off in their first ever meeting in 2021 in the ATP Finals, Djokovic won on hard court in straight sets. Faced off in Belgrade, which Rublev actually won in Djokovic's home country. That was the final of the event, and Rublev did win with a bagel in the final set. Then they faced off again in the ATP Finals last year. Djokovic buried him, won in straight sets again. Faced off in the Australian Open, Djokovic won in straight sets, and they faced off in Wimbledon. Djokovic did win in four. So the one thing I got to point out from these five head-to-head meetings all three hardcourt meetings, Djokovic has won comfortably. In fact, none of the sets have gone past 10 games, and Djokovic has won every set. So I do think looking at this overall matchup, this might be a decent buy-low spot for Djokovic. I know he's been shaky recently against the likes of Greek Spore and the likes of Rune. Rune's been in good form, and Rune's defending champion, so that really doesn't mean much to me. And I did think Rune was com- going to be competitive in this spot. But simply put, you're looking at Rublev, who's been... Fine for the most part, going three against Dimonauer. I do wonder if that's going to potentially result in some fatigue. I doubt it, but we know Djokovic is one of the more durable athletes in the history of the sport. So I do think Djokovic would be less affected by going into a marathon match and then having to play the next day. So I do think looking at this overall spot, a lot of people might be tempted to take the games with Rublev because he has only dropped one set in the entire event, and Djokovic has had back-to-back wars but I can't look past the fact that Djokovic just owned Rublev on hardcourt, and it's a great price that you can get with Djokovic, either minus two and a half games or minus 140, or even the straight set win at plus 120. I think it's a great deal, just simply put. You're looking at a spot where Djokovic has been able to frustrate Rublev with his consistency, kind of like what Dimenauer did early on in that match on Friday, except Djokovic is much better at it, and he hits with more power. But I think you're looking at a spot where Djokovic kind of ends the marathon streak, and I do think he wins this comfortably. No offense to Rublev, he's a good player, but it just seems like Djokovic has his number, and I can't really go against him. Once again, if Rublev wins a set or the match, good for him, but if you are 0-7 in sets against Djokovic on hardcourt, I'm not going to pick it and make a match competitive on hardcourt. So for me, I'm going to go with Djokovic to get the job done in straight sets or the minus two and a half games. I think he wins this one comfortably. And that's going to wrap it up for the actual two match previews. Now it's time for the lock and dog picks. But for any of that, kind of a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Prize Picks. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. League created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can group together LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. Plus, Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured, which is a very cool feature for football and basketball games. If you have a player in your entry who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash SGPN, code SGPN. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.
We're also brought to you by the MMA Gambling Podcast Contest. The MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. And to celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. So head over to sportsgampodcast.com slash MMA hoodie. Submit your entry today and make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger, betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the two semifinal matches in the Paris Masters for Saturday. Now it's time for the lock and dog picks. Starting off with the lock, I am going to go back to the first match between Tsitsipas and Dimitrov, and I am going to go with Tsitsipas here. I'm going to take him at minus 145. Simply put, I think that even though Dimitrov's been in good form recently, Tsitsipas has been in better form throughout this event, and I do think as a result, the odds don't properly reflect it. Now, Tsitsipas has not dropped a set, against great competition, beat Felix in straight sets, Zverev in straight sets, and Kashanov in straight sets. Dimitrov has been good, but he's also 32. And the issue with that is the fact that there are no days off in this event, which means that Dimitrov had to play three straight days, and now he's playing a fourth straight day, and he went to three sets yesterday. So I do wonder about his stamina, especially if it turns into a marathon match, which it very well could be. I'm not saying Tsitsipas is going to bury him, but I do think that Dimitrov's stamina could be a concern, especially after having a three-set war against Hercatch, while Tsitsipas coasted into an easy straight-set win against Kashanov yesterday. But anytime you're 6-1 and one lifetime, and you have also been incredible in the hard court, uh, he's won each of the last two meetings on hard court, uh, he's won each of the last five in general, I think the line's too short. I think Tsitsipas should be closer to minus 160, in my opinion. But Dimitrov, once again, props to him for being in good form compared to where he was earlier in the year and the fact that he's actually been able to make it back to a Masters 1000 semi. But I got to at least point out that Tsitsipas has had his number for their entire careers, and I do think that this price is too short because of it. So give me Tsitsipas on the money line at minus 145 as my lock. And for my dog, I'm going to go to the other match between Rublev and Djokovic. I am going to go with Djokovic minus one and a half sets at plus 120. Simply put, Rublev once again is 0-7 lifetime in hardcourt sets against Djokovic. So Djokovic just owns them, simply put. I know Djokovic has had a couple of marathon matches against Greek Spore and against Rune. I don't have an issue with the Rune one because Rune beat him in the final last year, and we did take Rune as the lock at plus four and a half. So I do think that Djokovic, once again, is a very good candidate to buy low on in the spot, which is very rare. It's very rare you can actually buy low on the greatest player of all time. Now, you could do that in the Australian Open because he was compromised and injured, so that was definitely a reason why you could back him throughout the Australian Open and why you got good prices throughout the entire event, and he won basically every set besides one set in the entire event. But the point is, Djokovic has been a bit shaky recently. I thought he looked good for the most part against Rune. The Greek sport match was weird because Djokovic said after the match he was was having stomach problems. So you can argue that maybe that was just a little fitness fluke. And I do think that Djokovic, once again, is in line to potentially bury an opponent that he's buried constantly 
throughout their careers. Djokovic owns them, and it's a very good buy low price for him to win comfortably after struggling for two straight matches at plus 120. But with the head-to-head dominance and the fact that Rublev just has a seriously hard time of maintaining his composure on a regular basis, especially against Djokovic, I think Rublev maybe makes this competitive for a set, that if he loses the first set, it would not shock me if he fell apart, if he fell down a break early. So for me, I'm going to go with Djokovic winning straight sets for a great value price, in my opinion, of plus 120. So once again, the lock and dog picks for the show. The lock is going to be on Pass on the money line at minus 145. And my dog will be on Djokovic winning straight sets at plus 120. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. A reminder, we're back once again tomorrow to go through the men's final in Paris. Until then, though, find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. Find me on the NBA show, the MLB show, the NFL show. You get the point. Until then, though, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.